This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Man! Wow! Man, freak out! You're listening to the Brenton on Tour podcast. That's right. He travels the world running concerts and searches for the best coffee, people, and amazing stories so you don't have to. Pay attention, you're going to learn something for a change. This is a show about all of those things and much, much more. You're blowing my mind right now. This is, I hope someone's recording this. So settle in, pour a cup of amazing coffee. He's a coffee snob, by the way. Crank that ghetto blaster and enjoy the 150,000 ranked podcast in the land. Ah, fake laugh. Hiding real pain. I think that's an exaggeration. It's the Brenton on Tour podcast. Any question? Here's BD. Welcome back to the Brenton on Tour podcast, everybody. Hope you are great. Hoping the summer is finally catching up to you. I'm not sure. I'm hearing various reports in my home country of Canada that uh, summer has not arrived yet. I am in Europe. Summer is very much here. I just did Italy where it was 40 degrees, 35 degrees on show day. It was kind of nuts. I'm in Luxembourg right now. Beautiful city. One of my favorites in the whole world. And it was a balmy 28 today. So, I mean... That's some good weather. Uh, Hopefully my Canadian uh, friends and family will experience it soon. (laughs) Not to typecast Canada as cold as we consistently get compared to Alaska up there, but um, it's not necessarily the case. There's colder parts of America than there are Canada, especially where I live in Vancouver, which is generally warm. But anyways, uh, I haven't had a lot of time to get to new episodes I'm absolutely slammed out here. One of the busiest tours uh, this year that I've ever been a part of, which is exciting and great, but all of it has its um, challenges, including getting enough sleep, being healthy enough, and trying to you know maintain a good mental health portion of it. And I'm just I'm absolutely exhausted. So I haven't had a chance to continue on the. Making It series or the Sober on Tour series just yet. Episodes are in the can um, when I can dedicate the full you know, thing to it and marketing it properly and getting it out and tagging everybody and doing all the things and just finding the time to get it out on all the platforms uh, the, to do these things justice. Uh, I'll do that. But right now I'm focused on taking a large tour around this planet of ours and visiting... Europe right now on this tour, like so many of my colleagues are, there are so many people that I know in Europe right now running tours, which is great. Very healthy for our business. Very exciting for our business. I'm very happy for our business that it's back. Uh, It appears to be back. And everyone seems to be having great shows. All the footage I'm seeing online have been amazing from uh, Kiss, uh, my buddy Hoogie with Shinedown, uh, Chad Guy over at Kiss. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Steve Roman. Those guys... uh, 
on the kiss side of it, um, out there doing it and really, uh, jamming shows out there. I'm seeing Iron Maiden out there doing sold out shows. Billy Eilish out there doing sold out shows. Uh, Dua Lipa out there doing sold out shows. Uh, so many artists out there just completely cleaning the house and, um, and selling loads of tickets, which is great. Very exciting for our business. And hopefully you're getting out to a show and seeing one wherever you are in the world. I'd like to say hello to my new friends in Latvia. Yeah, the show has gone number two in Latvia this week. Very exciting. I guess it must be because I, I'm tagging pictures or I'm doing stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, it's it's getting picked up. But the Brenton on Tour podcast is number two in Latvia. Very exciting. Uh, I don't know what that means for followers. Maybe that means three more. But I, I don't know how many podcasts they listen to in, in, in Latvia. But, but um it appears that enough of them listened to at least this show in my last episode to make it go number two. So thank you for that to my new friends in Latvia hanging out in Europe right now, currently in Luxembourg, one of my favorite cities in the whole world. It is uh, one of the richest cities in the world. It's surrounded by four countries. Uh, It's really, really cool. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people work here and then live in Germany or France or, or, uh, you know, the surrounding areas and, uh, or Switzerland. And it, it's very, very cool. A very old city, uh, beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful layout of it. And, uh, I love it. And it was just in Italy and did some shows there and, uh, Prague and it's been very cool getting back to it. Now, the first thing about coming over here and starting a tour in Latvia, people are like, Oh, Oh my God, you're, you're, you're so close to the war. Are you going to be okay? But, uh, I assure you, uh, all is well. And it's just a sad, sad thing. Cause Latvia is such a beautiful country and, and Riga where I was, is such a beautiful city, old, you know, um, I just can't imagine, you know, Prague and, and Latvia and, and some of these ancient old cities and then someone just driving down a, a tank down it or a, uh, an F-16 flying overhead and dropping a bomb. It's, it's just unbelievable to me. And, and, and certainly meeting a lot of Ukrainian refugees that have taken, you know, um, shelter and have escaped the Ukraine for some of these European countries. Um, a lot of these shows were getting a lot of Ukrainian, um, fans and all the rest of it. So, uh, interesting having these conversations with them and what they're going through, what their family's going through, uh, different parts of the Ukraine people are going back home and other parts that they don't dare walk down the street. What a weird feeling. I I just, I couldn't imagine it. So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you travel as much as, as I do, but you get to see some of these beautiful cities and then to see what's happening to them. So very tough, but, uh, everyone seems to be uh, persevering and they're coming out and enjoying shows. And it's very exciting to see, uh, so many people. I mean, we're doing 60,000 people in Prague and, uh, you know, 60,000 people in Italy. It's just unreal to see that many people gathered in a field uh, loving music again. Uh, so hopefully you'll get a chance to experience that soon. You're going to go see one of your favorite bands, whatever it's going to be. It looks like um, most of the travel stuff is back to normal. So people are getting a chance to get out and do uh, regular life and all the rest of it. So good on you if you got plans on doing that. Um, as mentioned, the Making It series and Sober on Tour series are on the way. More more follow-up episodes uh, that are coming on both subjects. 
Um, I did have a couple of guests push, so it put me a little bit behind, unfortunately, uh, in both categories. And I just didn't feel like putting something out for the sake of putting something out. But I am getting a lot of questions about what Europe's like, what it's like being back on tour in the summertime. Um, and it and it has its its differences. Like I, I went out last summer and it was very still very much COVID-y. Uh, we were all testing a lot. We were all uh, doing a lot of, you know, the regular stuff, the masking and all the things that you that, that were going on. Uh, the spring tour that I did, it was there, but it was really just regulated through testing. And now that we're on, uh, the summer stuff over here, we're still testing, um, and doing it, but it is definitely a different uh, vibe now. And, uh, people are basically out back to normal living life and, uh, and doing it. So it's kind of taken it a, a variety of, of, um, shapes since I've, you know, had the benefit of getting back onto her almost a year ago and then uh, to now. So uh, it's as normal as it's ever felt right now. Um, and some of these countries over here are just getting back to normal. Italy was still had mask stuff uh, going on. And, and um, yeah, it was interesting to, to kind of to be part of that after it was sort of not around for a little while. But here we are. So making its uh, series coming soon and sober on tour, more, more of that subject and those subjects coming uh, as I approach 100 episodes, which boggles my mind that uh, you guys have been able to hang out for 100 weeks listening to me yatter on about coffee and music and travel and life. But this is episode 98. So we got two to go till 100. Uh, what do I do? Do I stop? I mean, that's 100 episodes. It was like when I stopped drinking, it's like, okay, I made it to a hundred days. So do I keep going or do I want to, you know, do I want to just stop and, and start drinking again and, and, uh, and say, Hey, I made it through a hundred days, but now I got to a hundred days and I didn't want to waste them. And I kept going and here I am at three and a half years. So touring, uh, takes me all over the place and puts me in different scenarios. And I'm certainly um, grateful for the ability to have that as a job and tour the world and meet amazing people and see great shows and, and all the rest of it. And it allows me to, to, to have this show and talk about my travels, but also interview some great guests and people uh, that have stories to tell. And it's a hundred episodes. Like I just, uh, it boggles my mind. So thank you for everyone that's been with me from the beginning a big thank you to everyone that's just recently joined me uh, because uh, we've seen a spike and it normally happens when I'm touring because when I'm touring, I'm out, you know, talking about the cities and I'm doing stuff and uh, generally I'll get a little bit more traction when I'm out on tour instead of not on tour. Um, it also didn't hurt that I, um, I made a post about uh, airport travel and, um, I, you know, forever, anyone aware of what's going on in Toronto, uh, Ryan Whitney from spitting, spitting, uh, chiclets had made a post about his nightmare day in Toronto, seven hours stuck in the airport with nobody doing any, giving him any answers. And I've certainly been there. My family and I, we went to Hawaii years ago and had our, uh, our flight canceled and, moved and then we were on the tarmac and this one had two, you know, the, the kids were little and stuff. So it was very, uh, tough and first world problem stuff. I know uh, you'll never hear me complain about travel, but getting delayed, fine. Putting yourself and being stuck on a tarmac for three hours, uh, with no answers. 
not the best. I would love it if people had solutions in which they did not at the time. So it makes it frustrating. But today's travel issues are staffing. Uh, people are going to try to blame COVID and try to blame everything. And I and you're certainly entitled to your opinion on that. But um, I will say that it is a mix of a few things. So there's people saying, well, it's because, you know, the airports and airlines put in vaccine uh, mandates and you, you know, you couldn't work if you weren't vaccinated. And I understand that uh, people would have decided to not work and decided not to come to work and went on to get new jobs. However, that's not the whole airport. It's not the whole airline. It's not the whole the whole guest services is the food service or nothing like that. Um, at this point in the game, at least in Canada, um, we have an 82% vaccination rate and I'm not getting political. I'm just giving facts. We've got an 82% vaccination rate. If you take that to an airport and say 10,000 people are working at the airport in various roles, you know, by design, 2000 of them, um, lost their job due to vaccination. You can have your opinion on that. No problem. You do you. Uh, but does that mean that 2000 people not working at the airport spread around a hundred different, um, what do you call it? Departments is going to cause these massive delays that we're seeing. No, we've got a massive pilot shortage and that was happening before any of this stuff went on. I, I, I talked to pilots and at the end of 2019 when I was in London that were telling me that, you know, a quarter to half of the pilots in these airlines are all retiring in the next five years. And that was in 2019. So some guys just checked out. Some women checked out. So some people have just moved on to other careers. So I felt with pain and sure, I understand your pain. Uh, our House of Commons in Canada brought it up. And then, of course, today they, or yesterday, they announced that, you know, a lot of the mandates, quote unquote, there's that word, were coming off. And people want to <laughs> say it's it's Wit, Wit's post about Pearson. But, uh, hey, friends, th this plan would have been in place. And, uh, you know, but, hey, you guys take whatever victories you need to. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, um, here's the thing. It's, it's a staffing issue. It's no more than that. It's a staffing issue. If you go to, and this happened to me the other day. So I, I made a post about how the Milan airport's the same as Pearson and it kind of took off. So hello, new listeners, because um, it, uh, it went a little bit viral, which was uh, exciting for me. That's never happened before, uh, at least not on this show. It happened on the other show, but not this one. And um, that was interesting to have it kind of, you know, take off because people were like, well, you know, Pearson sucks and Canada sucks and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, guys, every single airport around the world is going through this in some capacity. I'm not saying that every single day in Italy, it's like that or every single day at Heathrow like that, probably. But 
But uh, I can tell you from from traveling and and sorry, I'm going to go on a bit of a a soapbox here, but I travel for work, everybody. I I have 25 flights on this trip that I'm on. I've already taken 10 and every airport is busy and understaffed and people have just gone on to new careers. If people hated their job, you know, uh, this 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 break in the action of the world allowed people to reassess them themselves and what they're looking for in life and being miserable at a job is no longer an option for them and they've moved on to something else the airlines should probably pay a little bit more i mean why are you slinging luggage outside in minus 45 degree weather in toronto when you can work inside general motors in oshawa ontario now for 20 or 20 you know five bucks an hour why not? Every every single industry in the world is short right now because people have decided to move on and do their thing. Sure, there's still some people collecting unemployment and haven't gotten off their ass or done anything. Well, that's a that's a whole other thing. But it's not enough to shut down a whole airline industry. People have just moved on to other jobs and there's just not enough people to replace them. So it's going to be like this for a while. As people realize that there's tons of jobs at the airlines now, there's tons of jobs at the airport, and people decide what they want to do with the rest of their life. That, to me, in my opinion, you're going to see at least it like this for the next year. So just plan yourself a little bit better in your travel. I mean, I've been affected in many ways. I was uh, delayed. I was in Victoria, British Columbia, and almost missed a flight because I arrived two and a half hours early instead of three. I flew over here with ease, breeze through security, no problem. I flew uh, the other day to Italy, uh, and it was completely packed when I landed, and, and I waited forever for my luggage. It, it, it's just travel stuff. It happens. It's just amplified right now because the business is so short-staffed. And our, our industry is completely short-staffed. Every single industry I speak to is, is, is short. Nurses, doctors, police, uh, everything. Our business with trucks and PA and lighting and, and vendors and stuff, everyone is short everywhere. So I just I needed to say it because, um, I, you know, it's just blame Canada, sure. Blame Trudeau, sure, if you want. It doesn't matter who's in there. People are just going to move on to to live whatever life that they're going to live. So right now, this is a job shortage problem. Feel free to blame whoever you want. That's a that you go ahead and, and do it. But I can tell you from traveling every single day in an airport every other day, it's the same everywhere. And people are generally the same everywhere. So, hey, that's what I know. It's been pretty nuts. I, I, I had an opportunity um, out here to see some cool shows. So I, I, I landed in Italy and I went right to this small little show to see um, my buddy Ray Legere and Andreas and, and the gang, um, Matt Palaquin and some of these guys that were uh, out with Corn and they were playing a small club in Italy. And it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Whether you like metal or not. What a show. And uh, Ray's committed to come on the show soon, which is awesome. I think he's going to be part of the Making It series. Happy birthday, buddy. He just had a birthday, by the way. Uh, Monster drummer. Brand new record by those guys. Uh, But seeing him in a club show. Holy shit. What a show. It was amazing. Um, It was great and and really awesome. Uh, (laughs) A bunch of people packed in. Um, 
in a sweat. And that's the time, the first time I've been in like a club that was packed and sweaty uh, and, and just had that old, you know, sweat running off the walls feeling. It was very, uh, it was very interesting. I, uh, yeah, I, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Um, so as I go through a hundred, uh, episodes, you know, re- reflecting back on some of the stuff that's, that, uh, that we've been through with coffee and music and travel and having a co-host with Mercedes, uh, my good friend of the, uh, dropping in, uh, podcast. Um, and also just being a part of the, uh, Dean Blundell's network and, and sort of the growth that we've seen there. Um, and, and a part of uh, the, the growth of my show and and the growth of uh, my partner Chris's show and um, with kids on the escalator, just some of the other stuff that we've been doing. It's been really awesome to be a part of. And, and it's just a really cool time to reflect on this journey of podcasting as an unknown entity and somebody that's had to build it from scratch. It's been it's been a challenge, but you guys have been along the way and I really appreciate uh, you guys listening. It's been very, very, very cool. Uh, I'm over here for quite a long time. Uh, trying to balance everything. I don't get back to like mid July. I'm trying to balance, uh, you know, a proper amount of sleep, trying to balance a diet, uh, trying to balance my, my brain, mental health, all the rest of it. Uh, cause it can grind you down. And if you haven't done it in a while, if you haven't toured in a while, every little tiny thing that you come across, uh, is either a problem or it's, uh, it's just new or it's just something that you have to kind of, uh, you know, uh, flex that muscle again and, and, and work on it. So it's been an interesting one, especially of a level of, uh, of this level that I'm, that I'm on, uh, of, of shows, which is big. And I'm with this artist all year. So it's quite a, it's quite a thing and, uh, it's exciting to be back out doing it, but uh, not without its challenges, my friends. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a delay. I haven't had a chance to go weekly. I, I just didn't want to put something out for the sake of putting it out. I'm just not, you know, I'm just going to speak into the mic and, and yatter on, even though I'm doing that a little bit today, but I just wanted to give you guys a bit of an update as to what was happening in the world and, and touring and, and some of the things that are happening over here. All the festivals are happening. Uh, I got to finally get a chance to do Lollapalooza. I have a chance to do one of my uh, bucket list venues in Berlin, which is an amphitheater that uh, when I was growing up, my dad was a massive Phil Collins fan. And he played that But Seriously Hits live DVD, or it was VHS at that point, until the tape didn't work anymore. But that was Phil Collins at his best, at the top of his game, with an incredible band playing at this outdoor amphitheater in Berlin, in the forest. It's a venue that's eluded me my whole European career, which is going on 10 years as as far as coming over to Europe. And it's on my bucket list of venues, and I finally get a chance to do it. So I am going to um, take a lot of picks. I'm going to take it all in. I'm going to uh, embrace that. It's the little things that we do. We, you know, it's uh, the Making It series talks about, you know, my version or everyone's version of making it and have they made it. And I'm down to... Um, a different kind of approach to my career now, which is obviously I wanted to stay consistent. I want to uh, keep working and, and, and keep uh, providing and, and, and just have a career that I dreamt of doing and following, but I have venues and I, and I've done Wembley. That was on the list. I've done Madison square garden. That was on the list. I've done, um, uh, you know, the Paris stadium. Um, there's been a few, 
uh, cool venues that I've done at home, like in, uh, in what well, there's the air Canada center at the time in Toronto, but just things that uh, I have had on my list. And this venue in Berlin is the last venue on my list to do as far as what was on my list when I started my career. Do I have a new list? I mean, sure. It'd be great to, you know, do Dubai and do Egypt and do some of these, uh, things that, uh, our, our team, over there is doing and they're doing concerts by the pyramids and things like that, which is very, very cool. So yeah, I mean, sure. There's, there's cool venues that are on the list, but I, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, uh, wrapping up my venue wish list bucket list on this trip in Berlin in a couple of weeks. I'm very, very excited about that. So everyone that's been along for my journey will understand and know that, you know, I have a different take on, on making it, I have a different approach to uh, what my goals and, and dreams were. And, uh, it's, and, uh, and now I'm just kind of pursuing obviously a, a steady workflow, a steady workload. Um, but venues, some of these big venues that, uh, I've, I've had on my list, uh, is, is definitely a thing. So, um, so what I, I, do I start now at like a new, a new thing? I mean, maybe, right. I've talked about how, when I did Pearl Jam in Toronto, I, I felt like I'd made it, but then I was really just, you know, it came across to me that I'd made it to maybe the top of one level, but to the bottom of the next. So after I cross off this venue in Berlin, does that mean I got to make a whole new list of things to do maybe, or am I complacent in just my position in the world, uh, in, in my career and stuff? I mean, you always got to strive towards something, but I, I feel like, um, coming out of this, this break that we've had, I think just being back on tour and working and stuff is, is, a, is, a, is great and amazing. And, and, uh, I think I'm just going to enjoy that for a little while before I start making new, new lists of things to do. But anyways, so anyways, to my friends in Latvia, hello, thank you for making me number two there. I appreciate it. Uh, and Stand by. We've got to, you know more making it more sober on tour stuff coming out. We've got some great chats coming uh, as I close in on a hundred episodes, and then decide what we're gonna do from there. Do I keep it going? Am I gonna wrap it up after these making it and sober thing? I'm not sure. I do certainly enjoy talking to people. I do certainly enjoy touring the world and and trying to tell some of these stories. But um, I mean, hey, a hundred episodes. That's that's a thing. So hopefully you'll tune in, uh, as, as this thing progresses along and, and stick it out with me and, and, and join me in this adventure and continue to join me in this adventure. So that's it for today, folks. That's the Brenton on tour podcast for another week. Uh, thanks to my friends over at DeanBlundell.com for the great uh, space to host this out of, um, really, really awesome team over there, uh, doing amazing amazing stuff and uh, they've given me a home which is great uh please find me online on all the places you can get me and uh brentonontour.com that's where you're going to find all the episodes past uh present and hopefully future as i progress through this uh world of podcasting while trying to have a normal life <laughs> all right everybody thank you so much for tuning into the brenton on tour podcast for another week coming up on episode 100 two episodes to go. What are they going to be? Hmm. When's the next one going to come out? Hmm. The jury's out on all of it, but I can assure you something's coming. Thanks everybody.
I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.